Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to an irreverent podcast. Check out irreverent.fm for more from our amazing friends. Hey friends, welcome back to the Speaking in Church podcast. I'm Josie. And I'm Spencer. And this is our first episode as officially part of the Irreverent Media Group. Wow. We're so cool. New friends, I guess. You see all the halos? Yeah, all the little (laughs) halos, dark cracks. Well, mine has cracks. Mine does not a couple times. (laughs) 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 Whoops. Yeah, we're super excited about it. Um... Nothing is going to change except for, I mean, you already heard the little, little cute little audio clip in the beginning. <laughs> That's a, that was a change. It's something at the end. Yes. Uh, if you follow us on Instagram, then, you know, you know, we posted last week. Mm-hmm. Our mission is still the same. Mm-hmm. We're just going to have some other people to help us expand the audience. Yeah. So, <laughs> and don't worry, we're not going to, we're not going to just have famous people on here. Who cares about famous people, right? No offense to all of our reverent media group people. <laughs> I mean, this episode is about a famous person, but that's irrelevant. <laughs> yeah. We're, what I mean is we're still going to have uh, your normal average Joe here because um, y'all are more interesting generally. Yeah. I think the, um, again, no offense to our friends that are like famous in the deconstruction circle, but I think it's really cool and special to hear these stories from people that don't get to tell them. And mm-hmm. I think it just reminds us that everybody's journey is while similar, like so vastly different at the same time. So it's yes. Cool. And yeah. So we love hearing from our friends, normal people. If you want to be on the podcast, you're more than welcome. Yes. You, you average Joe, average Jane, average non-binary name. <laughs> you are welcome wow. on our podcast. I couldn't think of uh, angel. Angel's pretty non-binary. I was going to say like Alex, and there's i know so many yeah. alexes so. i'm so sorry i <laughs> fibro brain you know what i'm saying what's it called fibro fog um so similar to jesus we participate in open table here yeah. at speaking mm-hmm. in church all are welcome all and are welcome and we mean that not in like an evangelical mega church you are welcome yeah. we truly mean you are welcome so <laughs> check our back catalog you know nobody on there that's uh, how <laughs> average we are <laughs> Yes, uh, even conservative people, we've still been on the hunt for a conservative person to come talk to us, a so, little friendly discourse. So Josie, the funny thing is, my mom keeps saying, I'll come talk to Josie. And I'm like, mom, that part, but you're not the kind of conservative Josie wants. You're not conservative. Enough. I do want to talk to your mom, though. To- <laughs> mom, please, come on. I mean, true. Us. But it just makes me laugh because I'm like, mom, she's looking for like, uh, like a Donald Trump diehard. And that's not you. <laughs> yeah, mom, just because you're a little conservative doesn't mean you're like fully conservative. <laughs> I mean, but I'll talk to anybody, anybody on the spectrum, you know? 
sexual and otherwise. <laughs> oh, all that to say, uh, speaking of sex, sex. Uh, this week we are talking about a very famous <laughs> contemporary Christian artist, Matthew West. Matthew West. If you guys have not heard, um, Matthew West in the midst of, I don't know, I was going to blame quarantine, but quarantine is pretty much over. Probably especially um, where he lives. <laughs> yeah. And so there honestly is just no excuse at this point. Matthew <laughs> West last week. Um, well, I guess, yeah, yeah, last week, maybe a little bit more than that, released a, what he called a parody song. Quote unquote. Modest is Hottest. And the, as you can imagine, just by the title, the song was written to his two teenage daughters about how they should dress because of um, purity culture, basically. And um, not only did he write this song, but he also made his teenage daughters and his wife participate in a really weird music video that he mm-hmm. made where they they sported turtlenecks because apparently that's like what's truly sexy. Um, Very. And yeah, so it was just this really weird song basically telling his daughters, the most famous line being, if I catch you on TikTok in a crop top, like help me God. And um, so, yeah, it immediately received some criticism from people all over the internet, not just Christians, but others as well. It caught attention on TikTok, um, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all over the place. And um, from the more conservative side, it was celebrated. People thought it was funny. And it was like, yeah, like we teach our kids this. And then other people were like, hey, this is actually really damaging because mm-hmm. the truth of the matter is if your daughter is on TikTok in a crop top having fun, like dancing to an innocent song and a man, especially like an adult man is like that sexy. That's not her problem. That's his problem. Yep. And so you should be teaching your daughters that they have value and that what they wear isn't a problem. It's other people's lust. That's the problem. Spencer. Oh, why don't you tell them what Jesus said? Actually. (laughs) Um, let's start off with that homies. Yeah. So we are in the book of Matthew. This is Matthew five. If you go on down to, uh, 20 verse 27, basically it says, You've heard it said that you shall not commit adultery, but I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than for your whole body to be thrown into the fire. It did not say anything about women having to change anything about themselves. It said, if you're the one with the problem, you're the one that has to fix that fucking problem, homie. And I mean, we can even take this a step further, you know, um, going into, you know, John 8, um, towards like verse 10. Well, it starts like right in right in the beginning of John eight, you know, the women called woman caught in adultery. They bring her to Jesus. Jesus, she's an adulterer. And Jesus is like, y'all don't sin. Then you can stone her, but then they all leave. And she's like, Oh my gosh. And he's like, I don't condemn you go and sin no more, whatever. And so again, it's just one of those things where Jesus upheld the value of women mm-hmm. and he held men responsible for mm-hmm. their actions. <laughs> And, you know, and obviously this goes both ways. Like women can lust too. And I don't know about y'all, but when I was in youth group, if I had like, it was taught to me that if I had lustful thoughts as a woman, that was not my fault. It was not my 
you know, my brothers in Christ's fault because they got to go to summer camp and not have to wear t-shirts at the beach when I had to cover up my whole body in a one piece and most likely a, a, a t-shirt, t-shirt because of the way that my chest developed. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, oh God almighty, this music video was frustrating because I don't think that Matthew West knows uh, what a parody is. All right. He doesn't because it, again, it was one of those things that a parody makes fun of things. And he, and he claimed that it was him like making fun of like him being an overprotective dad and yada, yada, yada. But it wasn't, it wasn't a parody because what he was talking about in the song has been taught to women and girls for decades. And like, you mean it. What you're singing, yes, you mean it. <laughs> That's you not truly, a parody. You're just you being truly funny. Mean, you truly mean that you think that being modest, like literally it says like, you know, it's like the latest fashion trend and like what people really, like, let me pull up these lyrics. Let's see. Yes. Because modest is hottest, the latest fashion trend, a little more Amish, a little less Kardashian, slut shaming, like slut shaming. Why do you have to name the Kardashians? Okay. Um, Then it goes on to what the boys really love is a turtleneck and a sensible pair of slacks. Honey, modest is hottest. Sincerely, your dad. So your dad is telling you what's hot. That's really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And again, the, di- the direct point in this song to like name the Kardashian family, especially when, you know, the Kardashians at this point, there's so many different things, but you know, the heart of it of Kim having a sex tape scandal and all of that. And then just their bodies constantly being scrutinized and objectified by so many people, from you know even when they were children like a lot of people can say oh but they're in the media and like they want it like yeah as an adult woman they do like the attention it's how they make their money it's how they sell things totally but you have to remember that when the kardashians first came into the public light like the younger girls like kylie and all them they were minors like Mm -hmm. and it wasn't like oh they were like 16 17 18 like they were like 12 yes they were children and they grew up in this spotlight and grew up with their bodies being scrutinized anytime they they wore something or they made a change to their body it was front page like headlines and so you can't claim this is a parody, but then call out a group of women by name mm. and, and basically say, don't be like them. Be like Amish people instead, yeah. which is just a whole other. And let me tell right you, there. friends, let me explain to you the basic concept of supply and demand in economics. All right. Let me let me dumb it down for some of y'all um, and for some of us, too. Don't worry about it. <laughs> if there is no demand, there is no supply. If the Kardashians exist, it's because the people demand it. If strip clubs exist, it's because the people demand it. Otherwise, they wouldn't be in business. There would be no need for them. But guess what? We live in a society where it is deemed cool and um, like a rite of passage to go to a strip club. You cannot blame the women who are stripping for making money off of your objectification. They're going to be objectified regardless. So might as well take you for all that you're worth, homie. I can't with if. Yeah. You can't blame the Kardashians. The Kardashians are beautiful women. You don't have to agree with everything that they do in their life, but they are confident in their bodies for the most part they are just doing what they want to do and if you're consuming it in a way that you deem as sexual that sounds like your problem not their problem 
can we also just talk about the fact of so there's another woman named in this song um another set of of lyrics say um all the parents be saying their prayers that all their girls they'll be wearing more layers moms and dads around the world yeah they're on their knees lord make them more like jesus and less like cardi b no offense to cardi b i'm sure she's a really nice girl and jesus loves her but i just think modest is hottest and again this just goes into the why do you have to name women and why do we i get it where they're like oh like they are like the you know they're they're like big celebrities right now they're what girls aspire to be blah 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 um again like i could be wrong but you know i don't know these women's personal like religious beliefs but they don't like out there publicly claim to like be christian like representations you know what i mean they are not trying to be your role model and exactly and again and cardi b has spoken on this before of where people are like you know she put out her song wop and people were like oh i don't want my kids listening to it and she straight up has said then you need to parent your children Mm -hmm. my job is not to parent your children my job is not to monitor Mm -hmm. what your kids listen to my music is not for children i will tell you that straight up so you should be a parent and monitor what your kids listen to. And so it just goes back to that example of like, why do we have to name women who may not even live to the same standards that Christians say that they're supposed to live to? That makes no sense. This has been a habit of purity culture from the get-go mm-hmm. of always pointing out, don't be like them. Don't dress like girls at school. Don't do this. Don't do that. When literally we're supposed to mind our business, like, as Christians, it's like, we're supposed to set an example and not be of this world, whatever crap bullshit that is. <laughs> but then why do we constantly compare ourselves to other people? Like, mm-hmm. that's like this perpetual cycle of slut shaming within the church, because it's like, yep. don't be like them because they're trash. Like, no, that makes you trash. Cause Jesus would literally be like, mind your business, leave them alone, gouge your eyes out. Yes. And I mean, talk about, I mean, conservative Christianity is always all about you know you gotta pick yourself up off your bootstraps blah 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 blah, or whatever cardi b did that she came from poverty and she was like i'm gonna make a better life for myself and yes the first step might have been stripping but then what did she do she took her talents and she made them into a amazing career of music that i personally enjoy (laughs) you know i mean same you can frame everything in a really nice little bow, like WAP. Say like, yes, this is a great song for married women. If that's what you believe, right? If you believe in sex within the concept of marriage, great. Just say like, hey, this is great for women within marriage because yeah, female pleasure matters. Yes. And it also... Sorry, my dog's barking. Um, it also feeds into the... So one thing that this kind of feeds into of just purity culture in general, especially when you think about like waiting until marriage and like Mm. being modest, it sells, um, have you ever heard of the, um, the sexual prosperity gospel? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So it sells the idea that if you are pure, if you are modest, not only will God bless you with like the most godly spouse, like that you could have, but that you'll have like the best and most abundant sex life. And that is so dangerous (laughs) for so many reasons, because unfortunately, um, what we've, you know, we've talked about in past episodes, um, you know, if you've listened to our episode about dating in the church, Amber talked about, 
women like offering to have like the sex talk with her. <laughs> and so that just feeds into the fact that we don't teach women. It's not like we don't teach anybody really, but we especially don't teach women like healthy expectations of sex. Yes. And so like, why would they think that a 20 something year old girl needs the sex talk just feeds into the reality of like, we're selling like this prosperity gospel mm-hmm. to young Christians yep. and then they get married oftentimes younger than they should. And their sex life freaking sucks. And they're like, Jesus, like, was I not faithful? Like, was mm-hmm. I not good enough? Like we did everything we were supposed to do. Like, I don't understand. Yep. Let me tell you my sexual prosperity gospel homies. Okay. I was what you would consider what the Christians would consider sexually promiscuous because in the span of four years, I had four different sexual partners. Um, what a hoe. I know. And <laughs> we're talking about like maybe a month with each of these sexual partners monogamously, you know, because you know, we were just in college trying to get it on whatever. I have no shame. I don't give a shit. That's how I rid myself of my purity culture shame. Don't recommend it, but it worked for me. So by the prosperity gospel standards, I should have a loveless marriage, sexless marriage. I should be miserable because, you know, I don't deserve it because I have no shame about my sexual past. But guess what? Uh, well, I guess I don't have sex, so maybe I'm not really, <laughs> but it's because of my fibromyalgia. Okay. But I could have as much sex as I want it. And I do enjoy it when it does happen with my husband, my partner. Uh, I just can't, I guess. But our relationship is so full, so fruitful, so amazing, despite that. Because guess what? Sex isn't everything. Christians love to talk about sex within marriage and how sex is going to be like the most, the the epitome of what marriage is all about. It's like 1% of what happens in your life as a married person. Honestly, and like, I just... It's one of those things that especially, again, like, like being taught of like, not just to like cover your body, but make sure that like you look a certain way and you're perceived a certain way. And like my, and again, it's one of those things that it's, it's sad because it's so damaging of like, like think of like girls that are taught, like you, if you dress a certain way, you're going to attract the right kind of men if they end up not attracting the right kind of men, then it's like, did I do something wrong? Mm -hmm. Or if they like, you know, are in like prolonged seasons of like singleness, then again, it's just like, what am I doing wrong? God, like, why am I not deserving? Like Mm -hmm. there's so much pressure of there's pressure put on the women to dress and carry themselves a certain way to not make men stumble. And then there's a pressure that we, that like, because of that, it's put on ourselves of all of these promises that are made to us of you're going to have this beautiful life, this beautiful marriage. And when those things don't come to fruitation, you blame yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's this never ending cycle of why are we still teaching our teenage daughters this? Yeah. Why is Matthew West making his teenage daughters be in a music video of him talking about how they should dress and how their body should be perceived. Like what? And like, and the worst part is if you went to his Instagram page, so I'm not going to lie. I, I maybe cyber bullied Matthew. West. <gasps> I, didn't even, I didn't even cyber bully him. My comment literally said, we posted in our Instagram. I'll repost <laughs> it. My comment literally said, um, Matthew, this isn't very hot girl summer of you. 
Amen. And, and best friend Bethany commented under me that verse we just talked about, about mm-hmm. Jesus said to gouge your eye out. Um, my sister, some of her friends, some of her other friends, you know, they just commented like, like, why do you guys think this is okay? And so many like, like conservative Christians and other people were like, oh, like you're just being a snowflake, like blah, blah, blah. And it's just like one of those things of like, the voice of women is just not being heard again. Like, let me tell you who the real snowflakes are. Okay. My <laughs> uncle, they went to the beach for my grandma's big birthday bash. They went to resort. They were having fun. All the siblings with my parents and blah, 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 blah. They went outside to the beautiful pool overlooking the beautiful ocean to take beautiful family pictures. My uncle who sees himself as a preacher refused to go out to take these beautiful pictures because there were women in bathing suits out there because how could he, be near such sin that we'll talk about the, a snowflake am i right like you can't don't look at her then like just they would, didn't even come out in the picture that's how not nearby they were again it's just one of those things of like like men really have the audacity sometimes the audacity. <laughs> okay so well, you know fast forward to present day so like been like a week <laughs> matthew west took the video down good thank god um, that. and he released a quote-unquote apology i'm gonna read it to you there's a lot of mixed reviews you know some people are like he took it down he like kind of said sorry leave it at that other people are like there should be something more um i'm just gonna read he posted it on his instagram it basically just says i'm blessed to be the father of two amazing daughters I wrote a song poking fun at myself for being an overprotective dad and my family thought it was funny. The song was created as satire and I realized that some people did not receive it as, as it was intended. I've taken the feedback to heart. The last thing I want to do is to distract from the real reason why I make music to spread a message of hope and love to the world. Proud hashtag girl dad. And so that was really, no, he didn't address anything. He never said like the words, like, I'm sorry, or like, Mm -hmm. I apologize. So it can't really be taken as an apology. Mm -hmm. I think it was basically just him acknowledging for people that like, Hey, if you're looking for the video, I took it down, whatever. Um, And you know, and he, and he goes back to like the real reason I make music is to spread a message of hope and love to the world because he's a Christian artist. He makes very popular contemporary Christian music. Um, So he's just trying to be like, I want to focus on that, which is interesting because um before the video and the music was taken down so the sound got on tiktok and you know like i said there's there's a lyric in the song that talks about you know if i catch you dancing on tiktok in a crop top like so help me god and so people on tiktok basically made parodies of that a true parody where they would wear crop tops like there was some girls that would come out and it would be him saying like don't do that. And they're like in a sweater. And then when like the chorus starts, like modest is hottest, they unzip their sweater and they're wearing a crop top and they look super cute. None of it was overtly sexual. Like none of it was like, Oh, like they're taking it too far. It was truly just like most and mostly, mostly it was adult women, like in their twenties that were like, I was taught this my whole life. And I'm going to tell you that that's not true. Like be proud of who you are. Like your body's beautiful, whatever. And Matthew West and his people didn't like that. So they got the song, they basically got the sound removed from TikTok and everybody was like, okay, so we can't use your music. Okay. That's fine. And then, yeah, he finally took the video down. 
And again, it's just like, it's this weird dynamic of, I think if it was truly a parody and he truly thought it was funny, I, part of me thinks that he wouldn't have taken it down. Well, he Does didn't make, make fun of himself. It wasn't, he didn't. He, True. Just, he doesn't talk about himself like once at all. No, he's just talking about how it's like when people are pose with their uh, daughter's prom date with a gun, thinking that it's funny. It's not. It's really weird. And I'm like, you're not actually like making fun of how protective you are. You're just saying, I'll shoot this kid if he does anything to my daughter. Um, which I mean, and sometimes could be justified depending on the situation, but you don't have to like preemptively come out and be like with a gun or whatever, you don't like, that's weird. Well, and again, this whole, like, I was making fun of myself. None of this makes fun of himself. He, no, you're just reinstating what you believe. He publicly calls out women in the public eye that have been seen as like sexual mm-hmm. figures. And then again, so some of more of the lyrics, he has the, if I catch you doing dances on the TikTok in a crop top, in a crop top. So help me God, you're grounded till the world starts. I'm just kidding. No, I'm not. So you even, you put in the, I'm just kidding. And then you put in immediately after, no, I'm not. You're not making fun of yourself. You're uh, just let's see. stating your belief in a song. That's kind of shitty. <laughs> I read, you know, I read the lyrics about parents praying that their daughters wear more layers, that boys want turtlenecks and slacks. Uh, one of the last lyrics, what the boys really love is a one piece with a raincoat over that. Again, this isn't satire when women in the church have been taught their whole lives that one piece swimsuits are the only acceptable option. And then with a raincoat over that, yeah, we had to cover ourselves with t-shirts or shorts or, and- yeah, so many things of... <laughs> You have to go swimming in shorts or basically it's like, why buy a swimsuit? I should literally just buy shorts and a mm-hmm. t-shirt and just call it a day because. Which, can we talk even... about how that's a huge safety hazard swimming in a t-shirt? Especially when you go to camps like in that are in like lakes or the ocean, like where there could be like tides, current, what have you that like, yeah, that can be really dangerous. Like, when you have extra fabric, like you can get caught on things, like mm-hmm. just so many things that I'm like, okay, like, and just heavy, like, have you, if you have never been swimming in a pair of shorts and a mm-hmm. t-shirt and a, a thick, you can't wear a thin t-shirt. It has to be a thick t-shirt because God forbid it's see-through in your boob show, can't you know? Yes. It's like a, a thick black t-shirt. That, that shit is heavy. It's heavy. And it's so inconvenient because then you can never get fully, dr- especially guys, the life of a plus size girl at Christian camp is mm-hmm. honestly hell because you never fully dry. You have to take extra clothes everywhere. <laughs> like dry. you're not because you're like, you're That's that, a bummer. T-shirt, that t-shirt is not made to yep. like swimsuits. And like, if you have like those like running shorts from like, old Navy, you know, like those are meant mm-hmm. to dry, like while you're outside that t-shirt is meant to go in a dryer like yep it is not gonna dry so you're gonna have to get back in the church camp van and you're gonna be wet and it's you're gonna be freezing because they're blasting the ac and you're just like this is torture like it's Mm -hmm. honestly so hard and it doesn't have to be like moral of the story uh, is people should be able to dress however the fuck they want they should and And not be judged or ogled or objectified just don't look it's Matthew, not that hard. Women don't really objectify men because it's really not that hard. Okay, honestly, yes. Again, we've talked about this. Of 
from my summers, both as a church camp student and then as a church camp employee, like how come these, like, how come men can just like, here's the deal when, when like camp counselors that are men and they're a lot of times they're in college, they're in great shape. They get to walk around and like, just show it off. And, you know, we expect not just like other staff members, but we talk to like teenage campers, like you shouldn't look at them like that. Excuse me. And we like hold them to the standard of like, you're responsible for this. But then when the women try to go and be in the lake with their camp, like women, just third grade campers are just trying to have fun with these little third grade girls that want to play mermaids. Mm -hmm. And you're out here like, um, you can't be wearing that. Like what? the double standards are endless because here's the thing right if you're if you don't want your daughter to dress a certain way because you don't want her to be causing other people to stumble say she's wearing whatever right whatever it is it doesn't even matter i'm not even going to give an example and you're scared that somebody is going to stumble in what way that they're going to rape her wouldn't you then want to concern yourself with the rapist yes like that's something that we literally like so many people that have like responded to the video have been like, you need to realize that your daughter, like wearing shorts and a spaghetti strap or like a two piece swimsuit, like that has nothing to do with her. Like if you feel like she's going to be unsafe, it has everything to do with the people you're surrounding yourself with. Mm -hmm. Like if you want your daughter to change because somebody is coming to your house or you're going to an event, like maybe that person shouldn't come to your house or maybe you shouldn't mm-hmm. go to that event because that means you're putting her in direct danger instead mm-hmm. of her being able to freely live her life. Like the fact that I, I, and again, I'm super grateful for this. I have never once been told by my parents to change my clothes because like an uncle or a mm-hmm. cousin or somebody was coming over because you know what? Like I like for the majority of my life, like the people that I spent the most time with in my family would be like my mom's sister and her husband. And I have always felt so loved and protected and safe with them that my uncle is the kind of guy that he would, he would protect me from danger. I don't need to be protected from him. He protects me from danger. And so if there's people in your, like in your life, friends, family, I don't care who it is that you feel like your daughter has to dress a certain way to be protected from them. That's your sign to get rid of that person, Mm -hmm. not for your daughter to get rid of her wardrobe. Like, I don't know how to say it more clearly. Like, Because let's be very clear is you see stories of rape and you hear all these things. And yeah, some of them are from drunk girls at a club. Right. But the vast majority are people just living their everyday lives and somebody decides to rape them no matter what they were wearing simply because they wanted to. And that's it. And even even the stories of like, like, again, like it's never her fault, even if she's drunk. It's never her fault of those like drunk girls at the club or like you said, just like they're wearing normal clothes. Like they're wearing jeans and a freaking T-shirt, something that the church would say, that's a modest outfit. Mm -hmm. It still happens to her. Because it's not her fault. <laughs> There's other people to blame. Mm-hmm. And again, I just I just think about like again, like if if Matthew West, like his wife and his daughters, truly thought it was funny and they were willing participants in this video, like that's fine, that's on them. But like I just don't think that having your two teenage daughters participate in this video, where again you are telling them like 
this is how you should dress because this is what boys think is hot or attractive. How do you not think that's weird? Like where in your brain do you connect and says, this is a good idea. You should be teaching your daughter self-respect and self-esteem, not what to wear. Absolutely. And you shaming her is not teaching her self-respect or self-esteem assholes. It's not. And again, it's like the idea of like, if my sister wants to wear a two-piece bathing suit, like at a, like a family function or at like whatever, like that, that shouldn't make her unsafe. Mm-hmm. Yep. And here's the thing, right? Like there's obviously like limitations. Like you can't send your kid off going in their underwear to yes. school. But like, come on, we're, it's, be reasonable. Like people are wearing crop tops but nobody's wearing low-rise jeans everybody's wearing high-waisted jeans you barely see any tummy (laughs) i think that's okay i think that's another really great great point though that when when i when i tell people that like i'm not gonna teach my kids modesty Mm -mm. it's i think they get this idea that i'm just gonna let my kids wear whatever the heck they want or like Mm -mm. whatever when the reality is is like no, like they're just going to know that like they're going to know what's publicly like acceptable and like what's mm-hmm. appropriate for occasions. And again, I think the difference too was of like like women like Cardi B, they have every right to wear what they wear because they're grown adult women. Like mm-hmm. obviously there will be guidelines of like hey, you're 15 years old, you can't wear your bra and like a g-string out in public on the beach like that's not that's not gonna be okay but when she turns 18 and she's a grown-ass adult like i'm not gonna stop her like that's just and again it's one of those things of like you you teach your kids autonomy and you raise them to be and again this is one of those things of my like my extent of purity culture mostly came from the church very briefly came from my parents more so of like again, of just cleavage because I'm big breasted. And it was one of those things of my mom taught me how to dress because she dressed, we have similar bodies. So I learned to dress the body the way she mm-hmm. dressed it. And as an adult, like I have autonomy if I wear a bikini and I feel great, but also I, I don't like my boobs hanging out because shit falls down there. So I like yes. them. Keep it in that perspective, friends, your yes. children, comfort and style maybe a d-string on the beach is not going to be that comfortable because then you're going to get sand in your booty exactly. not very comfy nobody likes sandy cheeks so exactly she's from SpongeBob. Oh, <laughs> so teach or like hey maybe you, you're not going to feel super comfortable in a crop top it's really cold outside or exactly. whatever <laughs> yes like like again like there can be healthy limits that make mm-hmm. sense you can't wear a crop top because it's December and Mm -hmm. it's raining versus, and same thing, like, I don't want you to wear a hoodie because Mm -hmm. it's July and it's really hot. And Mm -hmm. if, and that opens great conversations of like, you want to wear a hoodie in July because you're insecure about your body. Like that's a great conversation starter to build those healthy boundaries and to build Mm -hmm. those healthy expectations and then vice versa. Like you can't wear a crop top in December when it's raining. Let's have an honest conversation about why you can't do that. It's not that I don't want you to show off your body. Like, I don't care about that. It's the fact that it's freezing cold and I don't want you to get sick. Like, mm-hmm. Or like schools. The schools have annoying dress codes, but yes. you know, 
Yeah. And School's not a fashion show, I guess. Why don't you do that? School's not a fashion show. You're there to learn. So dress like you're ready to sit down and learn. I don't know. Well, and even going to that, because I've heard that a lot from teachers. And again, plus size girls are way more likely to get dress coded than skinny girls. Amen. The same outfits. Mm-hmm. And so there, there's a limit of like, I will fight for you. Like I will fight the school dress code. I will mm-hmm. fight. Again, I hope that, you know, my husband and I have beliefs and if our kids like decide to you know we want to raise our kids in the church so if our kids go to youth group like I'm confident that we will be in a youth group that doesn't teach them that but if they are then we're just going to be like we don't believe that so so you're gonna have to fucking deal with it yeah so we're either gonna find somewhere else to go or you're gonna be okay with my kid wearing whatever she wants within reason on the youth group camping trip and let's be honest guys you have to remember when you were in middle school you really didn't want to be showing your body off anyway it's not like you were pushing yourself to dress in certain way like this is not an issue that most kids are trying to deal with i literally say this all the time that if middle school and high school spencer had the confidence that i have now it would be over for you bitches (laughs) these kids are not that confident with themselves all right like i think you'll be let them pick their outfits and you'll see that it's probably not going to be that bad listen to all the kids that called me fat in high school when truly i just had a woman's body because i developed quicker y'all freaking suck because i if i had the confidence i would have dressed like hot girl summer all the time amen hot girl summer (laughs) anyways all that to say um if you can't deal with your children don't have any (laughs) and um yeah i'm tired of teenage girls being held responsible for the thoughts of girls of creepy adults especially creepy adult men Mm -hmm. and yeah josie and i are having hot girl summer we hope you all join us keep in mind i wore one pieces because i can't be bothered with two pieces they fall and i wore jumpsuits and i don't like crop tops because i don't like that i'm pretty modest as a person But don't think again, I ain't going to dress like a hoe just to make y'all mad either. <laughs> I I wear both and in both we gonna my, be hoes. Boobs, my boobs are on display because that's just what God gave yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, these boobs. <laughs> also, uh, we'd also like to acknowledge that Hot Girl Summer is gender inclusive, okay? It's just, mm. the, it's just the saying, so. We are girls, baby. Hot Girl Summer is alive and well. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, we're going to really, truly live into this hot girl summer. We have lots of exciting announcements and guests coming your way. Mm-hmm. Like we said, we're a part of the Rev right now, which means we're super stoked. Well, we're so cool, Spencer. We're so popular now. I know. It's Just funny. kidding. I've always not liked the popular kids, so. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know. Anyways, friends, stay woke or get woke. Jesus loves you. Bye. This has been an Irreverent Media Podcast.